looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And Quibi died. Quibi's uh, reign was as short as its content. It's less fun, I have to say, to talk about it being dead than it being alive because it was ridiculous. And mm-hmm. that's what was so funny about it. And it's it being dead is more just like, oh, it's sad. Like they, they really like scammed all of these people who mm-hmm. worked for it to like build this whole thing up that they actually couldn't support. And now they're going to blame the pandemic instead of blaming themselves. And yeah. it's like, oh, now I'm like, yeah. It truly you know? was a top to bottom scam. Like everyone who lost their jobs, who they are getting severance packages, but God knows how big the severance packages are going to be. But it's like everyone was scammed. Everyone was told by everyone under Katzenberg and Whitman that like this was going to be the next thing in video content yeah. or like content delivery. And they were yeah. idiots. Right. But I do think a lot of people were not scammed. They were just paid well. And they're like, whatever, sure. Like, I'll go for the ride. I mean, a a lot of people did work. Yeah, I know. I'll I'll take the money and and run, Mm -hmm. essentially. So I don't feel bad for everyone. But I do, like, there are obviously employees who work there who this does not apply to. Yeah. This line from the Wall Street Journal talking about the, like, big company-wide call that Jeffrey Katzenberg and, like, Meg Whitman had with everyone. It said... During a video call with employees on Wednesday, an emotional Mr. Katzenberg suggested Quibi staffers listen to the song Get Back Up Again, sung by actress Anna Kendrick in the animated film Trolls, to buoy their spirits, according to people familiar with the call. To add insult to injury, listen to this Anna Kendrick song from Trolls. Yeah, you think I'm already you think I'm not already annoyed? You want me to listen to an Anna Kendrick song? <laughs> at least it wasn't at least it wasn't cups. I wanna hear this actually. I have no idea what it sounds like. Here we go. Here we go. Oh God, this is so bleak in the context that we're listening to it. It's worse than I expected. I thought it was going to be sort of like a sad little ballad. I don't know. I thought it was going to be a little more down tempo. No, we're talking about uplifting. Get back on your feet. 
It's day. It's oh, trolls. We're trolls. Get back up again, trolls. All oh, y'all trolls. Trolls isn't even a quibby. It's DreamWorks. Oh, he does. Oh, it's Katzenberg. DreamWorks. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yuck. He's like, I'm going to go back to my more successful property. Trolls. The other thing with Quibi before we move on that's just fascinating to me and it'll never, I'll just, it just, it really teaches a lesson, which is just like all the money in the world can still somehow, and all the, and all the A-list talent in the world can also flop. Like if you think about like the beginning of Netflix and why people went to watch it, it's like because they made things like Orange is the New Black and they were, people were excited about this weird stuff. Mm-hmm. This was just like the opposite where they're like, we're going to hire every single person you've ever really heard of. We're going to hire the A, triple A list talent. And it fl- like it just it's such a lesson in all of that. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. steamroll people with like big names and just be like, well, they'll show up because fucking Chris Hemsworth is here. And yeah. it's like, no. And it was a, a system structured around a lie, which was that they were solving a problem. The problem was the problem didn't exist. The problem of like people yeah. being desperate for short bits of content didn't exist. No, people were didn't. happy to split up their TV watching in little bursts if they had to. Hey, I'll watch a long YouTube video. It, it has nothing exactly. to do with... Right, like it's such a misunderstanding of like content online. It's like, oh, people are watching so much on YouTube. They must love short content. It's like, have you seen a YouTube video recently? They're <laughs> fucking long. People watch them on their TV. They're so long. Anyways. <laughs> Do you know how long we spent listening to Tati explain her drama? 40 minutes twice and i would do it again <laughs> oh my god anyway so uh you are listening to who's there our weekly call-in show where we take your questions comments and concerns at 619 who them we'll start with comments as we usually do we got a lot of comments let's just plow through them you guys did you notice when you looked up edward lambton that He's now married to the sister of Rose Hanbury. Okay, that's the end of the call. I didn't know this. Ned Lampton, the one who was married to Dominic West's current wife, the one who kissed, kiss, kiss, kissed in the uh, in front of the house, is currently married. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. Is currently married to this person, Marina Hanbury, who is the sister of yeah. Rose Hanbury, and Rose Hanbury yeah. is Kate Middleton's best friend. Sarah Rose Hanbury. <laughs> Just like how small. Remember they're, they're like the, she's the ma- marchioness of Chalmonda, Chalmaldi. She's a horse. She's a I know all of those. She's a marchioness of Chalmaldi. She's a marchioness of Chalmaldi. It was spelled like Chalmaldi. Yeah, but it's it's pronounced much more simply. It just sounds like I look at those words. I feel like my mouth is filled with juicy fruits. So I just like can't even She's approach She's a marchioness of Chalmaldi. Yeah. What did she do again? There was something that she did. Oh, the drama. There was big drama with her. People thought that she was cheating. On, she, um, that, that she uh, was fucking William Will. was cheating. That she was fucking yeah. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was she? I can't answer that question. (laughs) Caller, Rose, can you call in? Caller, sweetie. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't answer the question. We did this already. We did this already. Oh, my God, you guys. I'm listening to your episode. You're talking about Lilia Stefan. And I was like, well, I've never heard of Lilia Stefan. I don't know who the fuck that is. (gasps) She's so famous, you guys. Like, you don't understand. I grew up with her on my TV. She was part of the show called La Gorda y La Flaca, and she was the flaca, which means skinny. So I didn't even know her name was Gloria Stefan. I think she's more famous to me than Gloria Stefan. Holy shit, that's crazy. Now I have to watch the show. Thanks. 
I love it. The call, the call cut up, but I had to play it because this person who grew up watching this show had no idea that one of the hosts was Gloria Stefan's sister. <laughs> I guess I saw in the research for all of it, but I didn't realize the extent of the show's popularity. El Gordo y la Flaca, which means the fat man and the skinny woman. She was the skinny woman, as the caller said. And I didn't even look up who the fat man was, El Gordo, and his name is Roel de Molina. And he's like a huge deal in like the Miami art scene. Uh-huh. Anyway. I love promoting Gloria Estefan's show accidentally. Now she has to watch it. So this one, I am constantly playing calls in which people correct Lindsay for pronunciation. And guess what? <laughs> Last week, I fucked up. We got three calls like this. Hi, Bobby. It's Diaspora. Humiliating. Who cares? I was trying to be kind to you. Don't encourage this behavior. We're constantly playing calls, making fun of you. And I was like, you know what? It's only right. That I play a call saying, I mispronounced something. I don't want this. I don't want this life for you. Hey, Who Weekly, long time, long time. Uh, As a Latina and a Charms fan and an IT lawyer, I have a couple things to say about Charms in the Michigas recently. Um, Just for context, like the new one isn't for me because it was marketed as a Latinx show, but only one of the three actresses who play the sisters is actually Latina. And there's like... So many talented Afro-Latina actresses like Julissa, Julissa Calderon out there who are killing it. But, you know, the other actresses like Sarah Jaffrey and um, the other actress are not Latina. So uh, I passed on it. But, you know, it's also like not for my generation. And that's fine. Um, however, um, Rewatching the OG Charmed, it's like truly the whitest 90s lady show I've ever seen. So, you know, no one really wins in this situation. Um, and then in terms of the wild things that Holly Marie Combs is saying about who owns the show, um, yes, she was one of the major producers by the end, along with Alyssa Milano. I'm actually not sure if Rose McGowan was a producer because she came in later. Um, but the original showrunner and creator, Constance Burge, was pushed out be- by Brad Kern, who apparently they love. And so, you know, this amazing opportunity for a female showrunner to do the work and tell women's stories, she was ultimately pushed out. So, you know, no one wins in this scenario. Also, very quickly... Uh, I had to block Dumois because they were posting QAnon stuff. Okay, Constance, <laughs> bye-bye. Wait, I love this lawyer. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about Constance and Burge being pushed out. Well, I think it's it's more complicated than Rose McGowan being annoying. There is probably truth to what Holly Marie Combs is trying to say, but of course she's saying it the wrong way. And of course the stars of the new one are like, leave us alone, like keep us out of this, right? And Mm -hmm. like, but it has more to do with like, there's more going on there involving Mm -hmm. showrunners and the creation of the show and who's actually writing the words that are coming out of these women's mouths and all of that more so than we know. We're only seeing like what's surface level, which is like who is actually starring on it, which is important too. And this lawyer, this IP lawyer who called is right on the nose here, which is that no one wins. Every side yeah, of this like is wrong. Lose, this is this it's sucks. It's really a lose lose. The whole thing sucks. Dominic West is playing Charles on The Crown. I uh... is this still rumored or is this confirmed? I f- I feel like it's rumored. He's quote 
in talks. Whoever is causing this rumor to exist is a fucking genius because the other thing just it just had its trailer come out. So it's like really working towards their promotion of the upcoming. Don't you think? Yeah. And take anything yeah. Netflix says with a grain of salt because you know what else has been in talks for a long time? Woman in the Window. Where's that? Where I don't see that. Is the woman in the window? You you guys know we have insider Netflix contacts. All we do every day is ask them where women in the window is. And they go, and guess I don't what? Know. No one is answering us. They refuse to answer. Who needs Hillbilly Elegy when woman in the window is right there? Right there there it, she's waiting in the window just le- just let us watch this movie we all know it's gonna be not good why are you pushing rebecca that everybody hates when we could be watching woman in the window hi Lindsay, bobby medium time medium time i had to pause the podcast because not only is dominic west the guy having the affair in the affair but he is also the philandering italian professor in mona lisa smile one of my all-time favorite movies and that's what i know him most from um and it's just really funny to me because the whole plot line in mona lisa smile is that he's this italian professor who claims to be a war hero but turns out he's actually never even been to italy um so i'm just really glad that he finally got to go to italy okay crunch crunch and cuisine He's good at this character. It's just so... I did for, totally forgot about this character in Mona Lisa Smile. He plays the scheming Italian professor who'd never been to Italy. And he also is a cheater. I've never seen it. What? I've never seen it. You've never seen Mona Lisa Smile? I got this from another friend this week when I revealed I hadn't seen Mona Lisa Smile. I feel like we're doing a bit we've done before. You've never seen Mona Lisa Smile? I've literally never seen Mona Lisa Smile. Are you? (laughs) Wait. (laughs) I've never seen it. Maybe we have talked about this before, but I guess either way, it's shocking. I think we have, but my shock is real because I forgot if we talked about it. Because now I'm having flashbacks to you getting mad at me and telling me I had to stop recording and listen and watch Mona Lisa Smile. You must watch Mona Lisa Smile. How have you not seen Mona Lisa Smile? Everything about it is ridiculous. And, uh, a Julia Roberts vehicle in which she teaches a bunch of girls at Wellesley about the power of art. Like, how have you not seen this? I know. Fine, whatever. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Dead I'm pissed. Poet Society for women. <laughs> okay, it's better than Dead Poet Society. Of course. Most things are, let's be honest. <laughs> the only explanation is that the review was written by the ghost of Olivia de Havilland. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> Did you hear that? What are they saying? The review saying Lily Collins is better than Joan Fontaine was written by the ghost of Olivia de Havilland. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Those two Iconic feuding feud. in heaven. Yeah, feuding in heaven. Okay, good call. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Medium time, long time. Uh, I was listening to the show today, and I heard you guys talking about Tina Louise and how she is a co-owner of Sugar Taco. I, too, currently live like a block away from Sugar Taco, and so I was originally going to call in to tell you about how one of the co-owners is a bad person who stole a dog from uh, someone who's unhoused. Uh, But Jezebel wrote that up. You should just Google it. Anyway, that sort of rabbit hole, or that sort of took me down a rabbit hole to where I Googled Tina Louise to make sure that she was a co-owner with that terrible person. 
and it took me to a Hollywood life, everything, like five things you may need to know about her. And I saw that one of the items is that she's tatted. And you had mentioned that uh, she got popped in front of Sugar Taco with Brian Austin Green. And I remember walking home one day from Tatsu Ramen because I had gotten, I picked up lunch there and I was behind this couple uh, that was getting uh, popped and I like couldn't quite see their face, but I did notice that the girl was like super tatted. And so anyways, hearing your episode, I kind of like put two and two together uh, and, or I guess three and three together because I also had to see the Hollywood life article but anyways i uh googled brian austin green tina louise and it only took me like three images before i found the photo where i am fully in the background wearing my mask honestly it's a good photo of me but yeah uh shout out to you guys for helping me find uh the first time i got snapped by paparazzi uh and yeah don't go to sugar taco anyways crunch crunch me and grease I love this. Marcus and I used to work together at Vulture. So Marcus and I go way back. Marcus now works at EW and Marcus lives in LA. And this is just a perfect, this is like the perfect LA experience to have where you know you got popped, you don't know who they are. <laughs> and then you finally, realize, <laughs> you finally realize it's Brian Austin Green and Tina Louise, his brief fling from a few months ago. Just it's, incredible. incredible. And it's not like this is not knowing who they are as a factor of mask wearing. I don't think that, I mean, I wouldn't have, maybe I would have recognized Brian Austin Green. Maybe, but probably not. Maybe, maybe. I didn't at first glance because uh, we'll retweet it, but Marcus uh, sent the picture to us or posted the picture and Marcus looks great. The I wouldn't have recognized her. Let's be let that's for sure, for sure. Him, I should recognize, but it's difficult. Even it's her, difficult. you sort of should recognize because she does have a lot of tattoos. That's kind of a unique thing. Yeah, but it's sort like her face. I I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't tell a police sketch artist like what her face is like. It's just so funny that it took him that long and he was like, oh, that's why I was popped. Like the most LA experience is like not, it's like not realizing why you're getting a photograph taken of you. Oh God, terrible, terrible. Putting three and three together. <laughs> and yeah, do not go to Sugar Taco because of this story about the influencer, Brittany Littleton. stealing a dog? Oh, uh, stealing God. a dog from an unhoused person. Ooh, refusing yikes. to give the dog back. I don't know how it ended. I honestly don't even. Oh, here's her her response. She says the story was falsely reported. I'm not going. I'm not going there. She was like, I took the dog as a, as an act of kindness. I'm not going anywhere called Sugar Taco. No. Get out of here. We already have one weird sugar place in L.A. Sugar Fish, which is delicious. Don't go to Sugar Fish. Sugar to, Taco. Sugar, sugar Factory. We get it. Sugar. sugar. Bear, we love hair. sugar. Yeah. Uh, too much. Too much sugar. Too much sugar. Too much sugar. Now we can move on to questions. I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not crops. Yeah. So it'll just oh. be like a cropped 
iPhone photo that's Instagram. on the Aura frame. Exactly, with it. comments and everything. It'll just be on. <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes, so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the Aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about Aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. Aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting. You got to be careful. Photos you got to be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it. But you should do it. You got to be a little bit careful. But <laughs> Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. So I'm just calling because um, I watch a lot of HGTV, and today I saw this insane episode of um, Windy City Rehab, where the host lady was saying apparently she had huge falling out with her contractor, and I looked it up, and it's like huge news, um, and I was wondering if you could talk about um, the Alice and Victoria um, and her former contractor, who I believe only goes by the name Donovan. Um, it's kind of nuts because, like, She's claiming absolutely zero responsibility over these people's, like, terribly done million-dollar homes. Um, And the episode was nuts. I highly recommend that you watch it. Um, Anyway, please talk about this because I love HGTV drama. Crunch, crunch. We've talked about Wendy City Rehab before, but only in the context of, like, I watch a lot of... I've only seen the ad. I've only seen the lady with the sledgehammer. I've seen an episode of Tour because I thought, we've talked about this, but to refresh your memory, this is the HGTV show also about house flipping. I think the, the pilot of the show was actually called Windy City Flip, and then they changed it to Rehab because so many of their shows have flip in the title. Because when you look yeah. at like the history of the show, it <laughs> was like, much. she was also in one episode of Windy City Flip, which I was like, oh, that reads to me like a pilot. Without seeing a trailer, without reading a synopsis of this show, when I first saw this woman holding a sledgehammer and a title Windy City Rehab, I just came up with an entire narrative in my mind about this woman. I was like, oh my god, she's in recovery, she's like iconic, like she's gonna talk about like, I thought she was literally an addict who was in recovery well, and this was her thing. Tale. So she was, the show would be sort of like, this is, you know, she's refocused all of this energy that was yeah, once elsewhere totally. in her life into this other passion. And I was like, that's really cool. But all of that was in my head. None of that is true. Yeah. This woman is just a house yeah. flipper slash longtime TV host. She used to host Kitchen Crashers. She's been oh. on, she, she's been on DIY a lot. That's way like, less fun. That's way, right, less, way fun. less fun. She's a designer. She's been like, an architectural consultant on all these other shows too. Like she design, she's a designer, interior designer. So I didn't really give this show much time because I'm not as yeah. big into house flipping shows as I am just like house buying shows. Like I love all the forms of house hunters, beach house hunters, tiny house hunters, house hunters international, blah, 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 blah. Her name is Allison Victoria. She's hosted okay. this show for two seasons. 
The show's currently been making a lot of headlines that I completely missed. When you Google it, you will get a lot of like Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Tribune, local news. It's apparently huge in Chicago and for people who watch the show and maybe follow HGD a little, a little more closely, but it hasn't quite spread out into the broader stuff. So people in Chicago are like, we love this hometown hero like with the sledgehammer. And show, they hate her. We, lo- we love it. Oh, no, we, they hate her. We hate her. So okay, here's the thing. We hate this hometown hero with the sledgehammer, but we love watching her. She rehabilitates old homes. Homes. She flips them. God, I'm not going to use her verb. She flips old homes, and then she's right. they become very expensive. They go from $300,000 to $1.3 million, that type of flipping. They're not like the Gaineses. People will flip houses in like various ways. Sometimes it's literally just to change the, to upgrade the bathroom or the yeah. kitchen, and then they get to they get to make a little bit of a profit from yeah. that, especially if they could do it themselves. Yeah. You know? But it's like no. so many of the shows on HGTV, I think, are as popular as they are because it's like, oh, I bought a $200,000 house and then we put in $100,000 worth of renovations and now it's like, you, it's it's worth, you know, $300,000, which is like not a right. cheap house, but it's not like a million or a $1.8 million house. But anyway. also the difference is that when you, those people remain living in that house yes. that they improved, yes. the difference here is she's literally flipping houses, which has its own thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. like those people, yes, could go on and sell the house a year later and whatever. But the premise of that show is like, we're improving our own house mm-hmm. that we want to live in. So she has done this for a while and she's always worked with her co-host. His name is Donovan Eckhart. So Donovan Eckhart's like the contractor guy and she's the designer and sort of like just the face of the duo. She has a sledgehammer. She has a sledgehammer. Of the poster. (laughs) So starting last year, like in 2019, she started getting sued by people. And she was Uh getting sued for things like fraud. And they were people who had Uh bought homes that she flipped. And they were like, hey, I bought a house and like the roof didn't work. And then like everything started leaking. And this house is not worth the money that we paid for it. And also you promised me that you would replace the roof right after we moved in. But you didn't. And now the roof is collapsing. these houses pass inspection. But stuff starts happening later. And they're suing because it was on TV or like, I just am wondering the legality of a lot of this because clearly it's fucked up, but that's why you have, when you sell a house, you have like inspections and like, yeah. There are a lot of like unkept promises. And then also like, maybe the house is even past inspection, but then after you live in them for a few weeks or months, you start noticing that everything is like degrading and falling apart. It's like right, shoddy right, work. Right. The point is it's like right. shoddy work by the contractors well, is what it seems like. You should never buy a house that was on TV. No. As a general rule, if your house was on TV, you shouldn't buy it. Because mm-hmm. this also applies to Extreme Home Makeover where there was no real fraud. I think that they actually did sound work, but the problem was that people couldn't afford the, the property taxes, taxes on these houses. They were too big and this wasn't like kind of thought about when they gave these houses to people anyways that's a whole other that's a whole other issue but i think the general rule is don't buy a house that was on tv oh yeah no absolutely not don't do that so there was this here like listen to the sorts of things that are happening here like this drama has been going on since last summer so i'm quoting i think this is the chicago tribune right now yeah chicago tribune no sometimes so these are two of the homeowners who are suing james and anna morrissey 
They bought their new home. They said they knew their roof needed to replace, and Victoria and her team allegedly assured the Morrisseys they would replace the roof after the sale at no cost to the Morrisseys. But the repairs were allegedly so slow in coming, and the damage to the roof was allegedly so extensive and caused so many alleged problems, including alleged leaking water into the walls and rooms of the house, that oh the Morrisseys allegedly hired, had to hire their own contractor to replace it, which cost them $37,400. Victoria reimbursed them for $15,625, but a check from Eckhart's company, her co-host, bounced. So it keeps acting like this. So one thing you will notice in both of these lawsuits is that she is now saying, no, 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 no. This is not my fault. This is all Donovan's fault. He's forging my name on checks or people associated with him are forging my name on Uh checks. Like, I'm Uh not responsible for the money. Then in the show, this is what the caller was talking about, it's become a plot point on the second season, which just ended. So it's like they have a fight and he basically gets kicked off the show in the show. Shut up. All of this is brought up in the show. I'm fighting the biggest fight of my life. I went to make homes beautiful in the city that I was born and raised in. And then you get involved with someone very ugly. It's soul crushing. For the past year, I have had Christine, my director of purchasing, doing full audits on every past project that Donovan and I worked on together with all of the problems and issues that I started to see. I needed to know where the money was. And recently, it all came to a head. DE Customs is the primary receiver of the bulk of money from every drop. BE Customs is Donovan's company on the last house. How much did BE Customs get paid? For BE Customs of $180,000. Half of the budget for one of them went to Donovan's own company? Where did the money go? Show me who you paid. Show me what happened. You got the money off the top? That means that's my money too. Those are my houses. This is the end with me and Donovan. He's gone. Do you believe though that this is his, like is there truth to that at all that he's the one to be? My, again, like I'm the most gullible person on the planet. I am willing to believe that he is largely responsible, but I refuse to believe that she had but no she idea what was happening. she obviously has some responsibility, yeah. But also what she's complaining about there is specifically money, like how the money changed hands and like things that went on behind the scenes that she claims not to have known about. But what happened with the people who are suing her is that it was just shoddy work. And I just don't believe that she couldn't tell that it was shoddy work. It's also funny because they this is saying that the the couple that bought this house was they weren't even on the show. They they hired actors to play them on the show. They didn't want to be on TV. Oh, that's the best part. The two people yeah. who who bought the house were so upset that in the final reveal of the episode, whenever she gives the couple a they tour of the house, go. they didn't want to go. And so they hired two extras to pretend to be James and Anna Morrissey and they shot them from behind. And this line also from the Sun-Times, it says, you killed it. The actress pretending to be the buyer told Victoria on the show, it's amazing. It's amazing. You killed it. It's amazing. They were also sued for another house. It says Shane Jones and Samantha Mustachio, who purchased the home after the episode that aired in January 2019. The episode was literally called House of Horrors. Say they agreed to pay extra so Gramanos, this is Victoria, could turn the garage into a workout studio for Mustachio, according to the lawsuit filed last week in Cook County Court. But apparently everything changed. Like they said, it'll be $15,000, but it ended up being $37,000. Then like the work was shoddy and they got a stop work order. So like a wrench got thrown in every single gear. But then, so in these texts that I've also put on the doc, it's just basically her passing the buck 
to Donovan, passing the buck to Donovan. Is this all being covered in like local Chicago rags? Like, is that what is happening? Local, and now it's expanding. So there's a lot of stuff okay. in people. But what's really fascinating about this particular element is that now we have celebrity real estate involved. And you know that like Realtor.com and like House Beautiful, all these like weird lifestyle websites just report on celebrities selling their expensive houses so that they can show photos of the expensive house and be like, oh, look at this beautiful $2 million house that this celebrity is selling. So most websites are covering Victoria selling her beautiful Bucktown home for $2.3 million, like the Today Show, as if it's just a straight up house sale. Right. But clearly anyone who's been seeing what's going on with her, she's trying to hide assets by selling this house. So if you dig deeper, you will find out that the people who are suing her are accusing her of selling the house so that she can move those assets. Because right now the house is under her name, or maybe she's trying to move it under the LLC name. She's trying to get rid of her personal assets and make them her business assets so that in the event that her property is seized, her like most expensive asset isn't part of the deal. Fuck, that's crazy. It says the Morrissey's fear Miss Gramanos is fraudulently attempting to sell and liquidate whatever equity she has in her personal home and transfer the funds to an LLC she co-owns with her boyfriend as a tactic to shield her personal assets from a judgment collection in the Morrissey's lawsuit. That's what the Morrissey's lawyer said. <gasps> it's just like wild. Corrupt. And it's still going on. Corrupt. Corrupt. Anyway, fast. I'm fascinated by this. Wow. And this show is still on. This show the is still on. So, so on. It's currently on hiatus because Season one three? of the producers got COVID. And so oh, they like God. shut down production. But the way that they have integrated her personal legal drama into the second season good. makes me think that like they're not going to cancel this shit. Like, no, I kind of it makes me kind of want to watch it. It makes the show it more like interesting, interest- honestly. It gets a little interesting. It makes the show interesting. It seems like. There was maybe some stuff going on that she didn't know, but then there was some stuff going on that she did know and turned a blind eye to. And oh, now yeah. she's trying to stop the damage, which is like also shady what she's doing because she is responsible for these people's fucked up houses. And because she is the face of the show, she kind of gets to control the narrative on this channel, literally this channel, you know? It's interesting. Right. right. It reminds me of, in a way, flipping out. Jeff and Jenny constantly fighting. How like, yes, it was about their design, but it was as much about their work, like episodically, like the work that they were doing on these houses. It was like barely about their design at the end. It was so much more about their interpersonal relationship. But he's not, you're saying he was fully kicked off the show. So he's not even on the show anymore. In the last year and a half of my life, I've gone through hell. I'm not back. This is not, oh, such a bright ending. It was hard work just to get to this goal for it to be ruined because of choosing the wrong partner. I'm fighting for my life every day. This is so far from over. I'm gonna keep fighting the fight. And what I wanna keep doing is making everything around me beautiful. Even through the sadness and the pain, I'm not done channeling that little girl who drove around in this city that I call home and trying to make it beautiful every day. I'm not done doing that. I'm sure you guys have gotten a bunch of calls about this, but can you please address Zachary Bryan and Army Hammer's identical divorce captions on Instagram? Don't know what to make of that. I just saw this, so maybe you guys already covered it on the pod, but I can't. All right. Crunch, crunch. Okay, there are multiple things going on here. Some are dark and some are just weird, but still dark. Zachary Ty Bryan, the oldest brother on Home Improvement, probably one of the niche, the more niche, like childhood nostalgia 
persons, you know, like even from that show, he wasn't the one that people really remembered. Like it's JTT all the way, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and also that show itself wasn't quite the best show in retrospect. Like it really wasn't. I don't know. I even watched some of it, but like, oh, I watched every episode. Okay. Were you a big fan? What were your thoughts? Like, yeah, I mean, as a kid, I loved it. As a kid, I loved it. Yeah. Okay. And that was a weird show that like my family didn't watch it. So like, when how old was I when that show was out? Ten. But you were seeking it out. I was watching it alone. That was my appointment television, which is embarrassing. Okay, but as somebody but, you know. who, but as somebody who watched every episode, would you say that Zachary Ty Bryan really stood out for you, or no? Because I don't remember him being really a no JTT. So that's the that's the context of who this person is. If you were a millennial, you would know. If you're mm-hmm. not, you wouldn't honestly, because Home Improvement has not had its comeback moment, and I don't think it ever will. Okay. No. At the same exact time last week, two things, two newses came out. One, dark. Zachary Ty Bryan was arrested for beating up his girlfriend. Not great at all. I didn't know he was had dark things going on, but I honestly could have guessed. Like, I, I hadn't kept up with him. I wasn't, like, you know, checking in with him. But this no. was, like, gross and bad. And we were like, ew, yuck. At the same exact time, somebody on Twitter named Casey Klein, who I assume saw this news and then was like went to his Instagram to like poke around, noticed that two weeks ago or basically not long ago, um, Zachary announced that he was breaking up with getting a divorce from his wife. So the the girlfriend is the one who filed the domestic abuse against him. The wife was somebody that he he got he broke up with two weeks ago. And in his Instagram, which has now been deleted because of probably this, he fully plagiarizes Army Hammer's divorce announcement. Mm-hmm. What's amazing about this, and shout out to Casey Klein, the brain you have to have to read this divorce announcement and then remember that it's the same as Army Hammer's, which happened in July, that's a brain. But I do but I will I say it is brain. a very it is a very specific writing so it's like you know all 13 years as best friends soulmates partners and parents it has been an incredible journey but together we've decided to turn the page and move fo- move on from our marriage that was armies zachary's is almost 14 years later as best friends soulmates partners and parents it has been an incredible journey but together we're, <laughs> we're decided to turn the page and move on from our marriage then it's basically the exact same thing Mm-hmm. It's really crazy because these two do not have the same publicist. That These two do not have the same representation. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. These two do not overlap in any way. I just think that Zachary Ty Bryan went on Google and Googled like divorce announcement celebrity and saw because everybody wrote about Army Hammer's divorce announcement. Yeah. And, and right? it took a couple of weeks for anyone to notice this. Because no one was paying attention to him. <laughs> the the Venn diagram of people who were paying attention to Zachary Ty Bryan and people who were paying attention to Army Hammer does not intersect. There is no right. intersection. Those are two planets. Yeah. And in case you're like, oh, well, Zachary Ty Bryan, remember him? He's also a fucking Trump supporter. He's also involved in like all this shady shit. Like his Instagram is a dark place. Like I don't, I don't, I don't uh, suggest you go there and hang out. I don't suggest you stan. JTT no. was the right choice. He was the right choice. <laughs> this is dark. This sucks. And that's all the time it's going to get. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I called last week about the handwritten card or like the floral florist cards that were delivered to Nicki Minaj that she pointed to and then I realized they were all them so you like couldn't play my call but my question was about the one name I didn't recognize so I just remember to google this person Carol and so when I searched K-A-R-O-L it brought up Carol G who I think is definitely a who. Wikipedia says she is a 
Colombian singer and songwriter and that in 2018, she won the Latin Grammy Award for Best New Artist. So, I don't know. I felt like I should tell you because there is no one I can talk to about these, and that's why um, I I just call your podcast and uh, uh, say these things to no one. Um, crunch, crunch, women do belong in balloons. It is so tacky to Instagram, <laughs> your cards, like your gifts. Mm-hmm. Is it not? I think it's really tacky. I don't think, I don't mean gifts like if somebody buys you a shirt and you wear it and love it, or like if somebody buys your kid a hat and he wears it and you take a photo and thank the person. I don't mean that. This is like flowers and cards from people where you're just showing that other, that famous people are, it's it's tacky. It's tacky. It's braggy, especially from a celebrity. Like we know you're friends with Beyonce. Like get out of here with that. Imagine yourself in the situation. Imagine that this was not a famous person. Okay, so like your friend, let's say your friend Nikki. You just had a friend named Nikki. I got a friend named Nikki. Nikki's actually very fun. If you have a friend named Nikki, I guarantee you, especially if it's two Ks, Nikki is a good time. Wait, what? Wait, wait. If you know a Nikki, I guarantee Nikki is not boring. Okay. Prove me wrong. If you have a boring friend named Nikki, call in. So interesting thesis. Let's say you have a friend named Nikki and Nikki gives birth or Nikki has some sort goes through some sort of life event in which she receives a bunch of gifts from a bunch of her friends. And then Nikki goes on Instagram and posts five of the gifts and not yours. Oh my, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed because I got her a good gift. There's no way Nikki only got five cards. I think it's disrespectful to your friends who also sent you stuff. Like, how did you choose? Like, there's, it's a weird hierarchy here. Well, you chose because you were like Beyonce, Kim, and Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) You chose. You chose very specific who you wanted to, to highlight or whatever. So the photos that she posted are a card, handwritten card from Beyonce. She signed it B, period. Yeah. The next one was from Kim and Kanye, printed. Congrats. We love you. Kim plus Kanye. No last yeah. names. Okay. The third one, dearest Nikki, congratulations on the birth of your baby. Wishing you and your family health and happiness happiness with love. RT. RT. Who's RT? Ricardo Tishi. Okay. Who is... Um, I was like, Robin Thicke? Cool. He's a designer. He's like a Burberry guy. He's a designer, guy. yes. He's a Burberry Ricardo Tichy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fashion them. But uh, I would call him a hoop, but fashion them. But also he signed okay. his name RT. RT. It's casual. Right. He must think he's of them. Yeah. I'm going to sk- I'm gonna skip the fourth slide. Then we'll move on but to Carol. But you know she tagged him, so we knew he was oh, yeah, of we them. Oh, we know. Nikki, congratulations. May God bless you and your family. Love you. Carol. Carol with the K. Just Carol with the K. Okay? We're going to get into her. The next one, which I'm obsessed with, Baby Barb on board. Congratulations, sis. Happy for the healthy delivery of your first bundle of joy. Sending you blessings and prayers on this new journey. Love, Love Winnie Harlow. Winnie Harlow. <laughs> Bobby's obsessed with the fact that Winnie Harlow used her full name. Love, Winnie Harlow. <laughs> Look, a lot of my friends have had babies in the past eight months, and I've sent a lot of cards, and not one has said, Love, Bobby Finger. Bobby Finger. <laughs> Well, aren't you blessed to be the only Bobby in their lives? Even if I weren't Bobby. Look at the return address. 
Anyway, so that's really funny. Winnie Harlow. And also, look at my return Look address. at my return address. Winnie Harlow's real name, by the way. She's the only Winnie. Do you know another Winnie? I know one Winnie. It's my cat. I'm just, I am surprised that Winnie Harlow, the model, hasn't fully transitioned into just going by Winnie because it feels like there really aren't a lot of anonymous. Winnies aside the poo. She could be, <laughs> she could be mononymous. She is in the top tier of celebrities who are not currently mononymous who should be mononymous. Well, I don't know if she, I don't know if she should be, Bobby. I think she could be is what I'm saying. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you I don't want mean? to control her life, but I'm saying I'm I would she, support it. I'm not saying she deserves to be or should be. I'm saying she could be mononymous in the place that she is. There are plenty of celebrities who, if they chose to be mononymous, I'd be like, what are you thinking? She's not among them. Well, I'd, I'd be confused. But for a Winnie, I feel like there's a place for a Winnie in our... There's a place for a model named just Winnie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Especially because t- models are famously often mononymous. Like mm-hmm. big models, right? Yeah. Ashley Graham probably being the only one who's not. Right, because it's her name's Ashley. Because you, you can easily say Ashley. like Naomi, Linda, Tyra, Tyra. Beverly, Tyra. Cindy. Yeah. But those were, I mean, that was supermodel era. So we're talking. This is, I know, this is a new era. But Gigi and Bella also work too easily. Gigi, Bella, Kendall. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> so that's funny to me. This is a, just just my own side note. Love Winnie Harlow compared to everything else is hysterical. But the other yeah. person in here who is, I think, technically of them. I would say they are the whoiest, but that doesn't mean they are not of them because I think all these people are sort of thems. She was a who to me because I hadn't heard of her. But then I look her up yeah, and I'm like, oh, too. no, she's hugely famous and has a, a video with a billion views. It's weird. Like I'd heard of the song and I'd I'd seen her name. I didn't really know her until I, I looked into it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's one of those oh, yeah. things where it's like in passing. I knew there was a Carol, a Carol with a there K. There was a Carol. A Carol G with a K, like a Becky G because I kept thinking about Becky G, two G's. Two G's. So this is Carol G with a K. And they both Latin music. It's interesting. And she's won a lot of Latin Grammys. She released this song Tusa last year. And it's sort of, it was a huge hit immediately. But I feel like it's over the summer, it started getting bigger internationally. I mean, the video for it has one billion views. One billion views. views. Not that's, many videos have one billion big, views. That's a big signifier. Not to be, I know now YouTube videos have a lot of views. We're not so impressed when we get up into the millions. But one billion is still impressive in terms of views on YouTube. The video with Nikki in it, the Tusa video, which features Nikki. I watched the video for Telephone yesterday. Don't ask. I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. 300 million views. Right. And that's yeah. been out for 10 years. Know, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, literally 10 years. And I realized, as I was watching this, I realized a nice Nikki tick. And I I gotta say, like, I love Nikki. <laughs> like, I really do. And the negative things I say about Nikki are, like, only of recent. It's just, like, a bummer that she had to make all these decisions and make everyone feel uncomfortable with, like, truly loving her music, which I do a lot of it. Love so she much. She pivoted to defensive asshole. And it's yeah, annoying. it's weird. It's weird. Hey, yo, tell him to back off. He want to slack off. Ain't no more booty calls. You got to jack off. It's me and Carol G. We let them rats talk. Don't run up on us because they letting the max off. <laughs> So she has an, an English language rap in this song, and it's good. The song it's is actually Spanish. quite good. I've probably already played a clip by now. 
But Carol G is huge. She's like a late 20-something. She's from Colombia. She's like, she makes reggaeton music. So this woman is very famous. She has a lot of good music. She has a lot of hits. She's being profiled by a lot of people and a lot of American press over the past year. She's been getting a lot of American press, which is like, oh, this is why like maybe Lindsay and I have started hearing about her a little more. Her real name is Carolina. She's not like a Carol. She's not an OG Carol. She's Carolina. And it turned into Carol with a K. With a K. I was like, okay, I want to see if she has any... (laughs) Any Daily Mail headlines? Because that yeah, would like, be cool. Yeah, like, what's she up to? What's, what's her deal? How are we covering her? Yeah. Every profile you read of someone who's, like, up and coming in any industry is pretty much the same. You're not going to get anything really notable from that. So it's like, oh, she was profiled by Rolling Stone. Oh, she was profiled by Billboard. But, like, what's interesting in there? It's like, whatever. You're kind of right. I know. It's not like, yeah, we don't, like, it's not a great idea to, like, seek out the Daily Mail first because of how, like, weird they are and how they cover stuff. But you're right. For music stuff, everybody wants to be quick on the draw. So they'll they'll cover people and they'll talk about them kind of in ways that feel bigger than maybe the person is because we, we they do a lot of up and coming people. Maybe that's mm-hmm. not true with Carol, but like Carol is legitimately huge. Right. But I do think that it's like you wanted to see kind of like what the perspective of like the tabloid journalist yeah. would, would For be our purposes, yeah. it's like what sort of gossip coverage does Carol get? And I was like, is there some sort of thing that she's ever had to apologize for? Does she get the Rita <laughs> coverage where it's like they're talking about her legs left and right, you know? Right. So and does so, she? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she has been, as yes. far as I could tell, she has been in the Daily Mail. She's been in a Daily Mail headline. That's important. She has been in a Daily Mail headline twice. Uh-huh, the first, that is important. She said two. First, Carol G flashes derriere in thong bodysuit on Latin Grammy Awards stage, dot, 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 after rocking teal dress with slit up to her hip on the red carpet. Ooh. The captions in this story are peak Daily Mail. Like, I haven't seen them give this attention to Rita in months. Gorgeous gams, colon. Carol walked the carpet in a long turquoise dress with a dangerously high slit that revealed her hip bone and sinewy stems as well as plunging neckline that highlighted, here it comes, her ample bosom. Ample bosom? Oh, God, this... (laughs) Also, notice they lost the G on that one. They were like, just Carol. She's She's Carol, baby. Oh, yeah, she could be anonymous, too. Next up, winner, colon, she pulled her blonde tresses behind her head. Oh, they love a thesaurus. And let her bangs fall out in delicate curls framing her face god they just put so much work into the captions the second daily mail headline she got actually came this past summer and it is colombian singer carol g tests positive for coronavirus dot 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 despite rapper boyfriend on well aa testing negative so i was like oh interesting interesting she's a famous hunky boyfriend she's a famous uh negative for coronavirus boyfriend interesting interesting so they've been together for a while they confirmed their relationship in peak music form in a song and the uh-huh. song is called Culpa Bales. Guilty. Um, guilty. It says it's about a couple who falls in love while dating other people. Did that happen to them? Yes. They were in relationships with other people when they started dating. So it's like Ooh, this biographical song. It's one of those things where it's like there were rumors about them and then the rumors ended up being true. That's them. The next thing on the list, I was like, has she ever apologized for anything? Because again, we said search star apology and see what happens. Turns out she apologized for something recently in June. She posted a tweet in Spanish. So this is the translation. It was kind of early on in the Black Lives Matter protests after George Floyd was killed. And she posted a tweet, a photo of her dog, who was a little French bulldog, black and white spotted. 
So it's a black and white dog. He posted a photo of the dog's face and it says, in Spanish, I'm translating, the perfect example that black and white together look beautiful. Uh, heart, 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 Black Lives Matter. So this is like best of intentions, worst of approaches, you know? Yeah. People were obviously very upset about this. It was very tone deaf of her to like make a playful post about her dog rather than approach this like seriously. She was made fun of for this. She was scolded for this. And then she apologized. So yes, Carol G has released a Notes app apology. It's just funny to do research on a person and find that they've checked all the boxes. Yeah. So that's Carol G. She was one of the people and she hand wrote her note. And guess what? She just used her first name. She didn't feel the need to add a last name because She's just she Carol. knew She's she just was Carol. Carol to Nikki. I want to know what these people sent, not their fucking cards did they exactly. send. Just flowers. What did Beyonce send? Like a hat? I don't know. Like that's so boring. Speaking of like early stuff, like early American press outlets on the the Carol G beat, there was a page six profile of her weirdly. Um, they talked to her they literally talked to her over a lunch interview well so page six did exclusive the exclusive (laughs) and it's how reggaeton star carol g went from taking the bus to topping the charts and it's actually very nice but what i didn't realize until this is the lead photo she's wearing a shirt that says north carolina which is funny because her name carolina is spelled with a c she chose the K. But then that means she can drop the G. I'm saying drop the G. No one needs Becky G. Maybe needs the G. You do not need the G, Carol. I've seen your work. You don't need the G. Winnie dropped the Harlow. Carol dropped the G. <laughs> Winnie drop the Harlow. Winnie drop the Harlow. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of C B D, a little bit of C B distillery, that's getting me goes along with getting me conked right out <laughs> and and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love C B distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep, some That's are for true. relaxation, but like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over two million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code who, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com code who cbdistillery.com Hi Lindsay Bobby Um, medium time, medium time I'm just now learning that um Aisha Tyler and uh, an actress named Emily Beth Richards, I think, who was on Arrow and Felicity, um, appear to be dating. And I did not know that Aisha Tyler was um, one of us. And um, I'm just very excited about that. Please investigate and report back because I just heard about this. 
and I'm excited. Okay, bye, crunch friends. It's so nice to be like, I'm excited about like, yay, you know. <laughs> Aisha yeah, Tyler. Yeah, good news. Well, Aisha Tyler is married to a man for 25 years. Got a divorce in 2016. This is covered impeccably by Autostraddle. <laughs> should who should honestly, who who else who else but Autostraddle to cover this uh, perfectly? But. She was married for 25 years to a man. She had many comments about kind of like, oh, you know, everyone's on the gay spectrum. Uh, everyone's a little gay, da, da, da. Uh, turns out she's a lot of gay because now she's dating this um, woman who's from the Arrowverse, Emily, uh, what's her name? Emily Beth, Emily Bet. Beth Richards. No, Beth. Anything you're, Bet. Sorry. You're adding Beth. a phantom H. You're adding a phantom H. It's Emily, Emily Bet Rickards. Richard Rickards? No, no, it's not oh. Richards. It's Rickards. You're adding two phantom H's. It's Emily Bet Rickards. Sorry. I didn't mean to like, I basically normalized her name. Like I like normied it. That's How dare you? Emily Bet Rickards. She's Canadian. She's on Arrow, the Arrowverse. She was also on The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, mm-hmm. whatever. Like mm-hmm. all these different like Arrow adjacent shows. She mm-hmm. was also in a music video for Nickelback, which I think is iconic, I guess. I'll never watch it, but I no. believe it from this Wikipedia information. And they met because they worked together on an indie film, which Aisha Teller directed and was funded by Kickstarter. And it's funny because <laughs> in the article that is like kind of the most information about this, it says the headline is Breaking. Aisha Tyler might be dating her, quote, true love, Emily Bet Rickards, or at least likes kissing her, which is a delicate way of being like, they gay? <laughs> when, mm-hmm. like, I mean, honestly, there's literally a picture of Aisha Tyler doing the, the, the what's the, what would you call the, what do you call that? The, the pussy eating symbol? <laughs> The, I don't know uh, what you call that. I'm just saying, like, it's hard, the, you know. <laughs> putting the V over your mouth and then going, la, 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 la. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. You did it just as graphic as mine. La, 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 la. Well, it's weird that we've never talked about this before because they the rumors around this started in 2018. Because it was like, yeah. love her, photo of them kissing in 2018 on Instagram. Well, I think so, also people don't necessarily care a ton. Aisha I mean, Tyler, these are two of- who's. Of toxic fame, comedian. She's a comedian. I, she's been around. She's been a host of many I, things for a long time. I almost want to call her a them, but the fact that she no. does so many things, hooey, is is makes her kind of hooey. Like, what is she known for? Name one thing. There are too many things. Like, uh, also, if you get five people in a room, what do you? Why do you know Aisha Tyler? You're gonna get five different answers. I but think. But also, come on, it's the way this is not covered. No one, no one really yeah, cares until people. Yeah, it's hooey. We love, like, we love when someone who has been perceived to be straight for decades is suddenly like, guess what? I'm in a gay it. relationship. There's nothing the media loves more than that. Also, and with yet, another Where who? was the coverage of this? With another Two who? who's kissing is like my dream. This is a perfect one where like it's only covered by like essentially a lesbian publication. <laughs> yeah. Like two new lesbians. <laughs> essentially a lesbian publication. I mean, right. Um, I, who, uh, sure. Yeah. But you, but the proof in this case is not in the pudding. It's in the Instagram captions. There are years of Instagram captions of these two women supporting each other fully it's like right. emily bet is so proud of this woman that she loves aisha tyler for like winning this award or b- doing this thing and aisha tyler is so proud of this woman for being talented and being on the show and being beautiful and look they're kissing but no they have not 
actually used the word like relationship or girlfriend as far as I can tell publicly. But like, right. what else do you need? People do need, if they're like, oh, Aisha Tyler was married for 25 years to a man, they need her to be like, yes, I am in a relationship with a woman because it's like so confusing to people that that could be something that you go from to, you know, well, like, whatever. It's like, well, like thing. Niecy Nash, Niecy Nash. Right. We didn't even get, we didn't even get the transitional no, we just got. Press? I'm married we to just a got, woman. I married, I'm married to a woman now. Like surprise, yeah. bitch. So yeah, surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise, bitch. bitch. I'm married to a woman. Surprise, I still kind of get over the fact that Nisi, that uh, Jessica Betts used the wedding photo as her album cover. Like that's just unbelievable to me. It's so good. On Aisha's personal life section on Wikipedia, the last line is: "Tyler is a vocal advocate for the rights of the LGBTQ community." It's like clearly, <laughs> but now we know. Now we know. She's an advocate. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, medium time, medium time. I'm just wondering, um, do the use like, does Gen Z know who Fergie is? Um, and also sort of on a related note, does Gen Z know who Sarah Ferguson, the actual duchess is? Um, any insight that you can give on these topics would be helpful. Uh, women do belong in the balloons. In balloons, plural, even. Uh, what? This is two questions. Fergies. So it's like, does two Gen Fergies. Z know who Stacey Ferguson is? And does Gen Z know who Sarah Ferguson is? Two iconic Fergies. I think that we can begin with Sarah Ferguson, as in the British woman. No way they know who she is. There's no, no way. In way. There's no way. Hell. There's not no only way. Has she, she's not on the crown. Hell. She's on the crown. She hasn't done her, like, weight loss stuff since the 90s. We. This is a woman who lives in a very specific time and place. If you care about the royals, sure. If you're British and you care about the royals, sure. Yes. But I think Gen Z, Gen Z is too is. woke to care about the royals, you know, by and large. <laughs> Younger people, I don't think, are involved with Sarah Ferguson. Sarah Ferguson was mostly a big deal when she was in tabloid. She had tabloid coverage for, like, doing that weight loss stuff and kind of being a little bit outside the box for a royal. That's what everybody was so like, oh, how dare she do whatever mm-hmm. she was doing? And also, it was because of her. She got a divorce, and that was such a big deal. Like, when someone yes. in the royal family gets a divorce, God like, forbid. oh, my God, they oh cannot my. deal with it. Exactly, exactly. Okay, what about so, Fergie? Fergie. Stacey Ferguson of Black Eyed Peas fame. This is tough. A.K.A. Fergie Duhamel, A.K.A. Stacey Ferguson, A.K.A. Fergie Ferg, <laughs> A.K.A. headed from Columbus Circle to Cipriani Wall Street. A.K.A. Um, the Duchess, A.K.A. <laughs> London Bridge. It's the inventor of London Bridge. She built London Bridge. <laughs> Fergie co-opting the Duchess is, when you take a take a take the tiniest of steps back, it's so fucked up that not only did... <laughs> Stacey Ferguson come in here and say, I'm taking your name. She's like, I'm taking your title and there's nothing you can do about it. Bye-bye. Wait, who else was the Duchess? Duchess Fergie. Oh, I get it. I get it. Right, because she... Oh, I get it. I just got it. They're no, both but like, Duchesses. But in music, in music, there was no like Duchess. There were a lot of queens. No. There were a lot of princesses. There was no Duchess. She was like, I'm the Duchess. She completely... She passed that Dutch. She threw an atom bomb. She threw an atom bomb at, at Sarah Ferguson's SEO by doing this. She co-opted all of her things. That's true. That's true. Fergie Ferg on her way to... She's still on her way to Cipriani. You know that, right? She's still on that train on she her never way got to Cipriani there. Wall I never got proof that she got to Cipriani Wall Street. <laughs> we have no proof she's there. Um, uh, I what? think the answer is no. I think the answer is yes, but I think yes. the answer is also like... 
No. The answer is yes. I think that they're familiar with her name because I think Fergie is still around. Wait, you're saying you're saying yes. The answer is yes, or yes. The yes. The answer is yes and no. <laughs> I'm saying yes. yes and the no. answer is yes, but I I think if you want to get technical, I think Gen Z knows who Fergie is. But I don't I think, think they so know too. much about her is what I'm saying. I don't think they know much. They do. Her, she does have a lot of songs. And I do believe those songs are sometimes around. But I don't. Black Eyed Peas are technically back. But she's not in them anymore. They have replaced her. And even yeah. though she, they have replaced her and she replaced someone else. She's the, the, the quote unquote woman in Black Eyed Peas has been a many replaced person. Yeah. Well, did you see like Promiscuous is back on TikTok? Well, because it's and it's charting again because of it's that. It's chart because of TikTok. But like. Black Eyed Peas music, especially Fergie music, is is exact the type of stuff that would be co-opted by teens in 2020. That's true. That's true. It's only exactly. a minute away from getting on TikTok. One minute. Do you know the promiscuous girl TikTok? I don't trend? know the Have meme. I just it? saw. I was on TikTok doing my doing my little TikTok, and I saw that it was viral. It's funny. Do you know what they do? They they, they it's do? one person singing both parts, and in and between the parts, they have to switch from like a man representation to a woman representation. So they'll do this. So I've seen oh. a few where they do. They'll do like glow in the dark. Play. It's a gender play. They'll do a glow in the dark mustache or something and they'll turn off the lights. So in one, they're like a girl and one, they're a boy. Like they do. It's, it is funny. Or they'll like throw a wig on, see. then throw it off, then throw the wig back on. Like it's, it's, I've seen oh, some Oh, I got funny it. Wait, ones. let's see. I've seen some funny ones. There's one with Nelly. Oh. <laughs> okay. This is funny. <laughs> okay. It's funny. It's funny. So they'll be like, it'll be like a beard and then like the beard will fall off and the beard will come back. In my quick flips, sometimes it's like one person doing both parts. Sometimes it's two people doing the parts. Sometimes, like it, do, it does. It's but it's a quick case, change. It's, funny. it's, it's a, a quick, quick change. change. It's a quick change trend. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I saw one where uh, Nelly Furtado duetted her daughter doing it, and she was like, "What?" <laughs> it was funny. It was good. We love ne- Whoa Nelly. We love Nelly Furtado. Whoa Nelly. You know what All Nelly right. Furtado song I was listening to recently? What? Which one? Turn off the light. Whoa. It's like turn off the light, turn off the light. Da, 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 I mean, all da, of her songs, all of those songs were hits. <laughs> they were all, the they were all hits. But I was like, "How do you sing song. that again? What is it again?" It's like, "Two only inside this bed." What was me instead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After midnight, morning will come. That was like the first album. Well, that album was a banger. Every song. Well, that album was a banger, and then she was. She was called Nelly. It was called Nelly, and then then the next one was Loose. But she was like Timbaland took her under a wing, and they were like Nelly, Nelly, let's 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 evolve. Yeah, she was like he evolved her. He evolved her. Yeah, he was a. She was a. She was a real Timbaland protege much like justin timberlake was i mean these are why this is why these these two of these people blew up was because they had major assistance from timbaland who knew exactly what to do with them really last comment do you know the line in best in show it's parker posey and she no. they're talking about the j crew catalog and parker posey goes we are so lucky to have been raised amongst catalogs do you, are you familiar with this line no no okay, well it's very funny I'm thinking about it now because I'm saying you and I, our generation as elder millennials, yeah. we are so lucky to have been in college amongst promiscuous. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know my promiscuous girl story, right? You weren't there that night, but. No, I wasn't there. Um, One of our friends got invited to some like whiskey party, some promo party, and uh-huh. Timbaland was performing. And we went and there weren't that many people there. And I, we somehow were standing front oh, row. Wait, I, and he, I know the story. And he does this. He does this. Th- he was very stoned and he does this thing where he, he 
I'm already laughing remembering where this goes. He does this thing where he sings this new thing, which is like a very dangerous trap to fall into for him and for me, apparently. And he sings his version. Then the, an audience, a girl in the audience will sing the Nelly version. And it's like, I'm sorry, you think you know the lyrics to Promiscuous Girl, but you don't. I'm sorry, you don't. You just don't. And so I, he's like singing his part and I'm supposed to be singing Nelly Furtado's part. And I like don't know the lyrics really. Like, he didn't confirm with me that I knew them. Mm-hmm. And all of our friends were watching. I mean, it was, you know, there was four of us, but like, and I was like, <laughs> they like literally, are they putting them? There's a video of face. this. Yeah. He's putting the microphone in my face and I'm like, I'm like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, well, I knew part of it. And then I'm like, James Dean, like James Nash or whatever. And I'm like, I, I don't know these. I don't, who knows? Anyways, it was just... Tipplin put a mic in your face and you were like... (laughs) I was trying to be the promiscuous girl. Anyways, it was... Gotta drop that video on the Patreon. No, we're not dropping the video. There are photos of it. We'll put a photo of it, but I don't think the video should ever... The video, no. The photo, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> could go on the page. <laughs> that is just so funny. Yeah. It was one of my most embarrassing moments. Well, it should have yeah. been his too. He should. What, how lazy is that? Get <laughs> making someone from the audience sing it. It should have been his too. <laughs> okay, we're done. Aren't you glad I brought up a promiscuous anecdote uh, related to Best Promiscu- in Show? Can you sing the girls' part of promiscuous? promiscuous no, girl? I can barely sing the chorus. Okay. <laughs> okay, just one. Roses are red, so violets are blue. Like, what even are the lyrics? I can do, like, the you're teasing me. Yeah, well, that's, that's both of them together. That's it. That's promiscuous boy. Let's get to the point. We are in love. You ready? <laughs> Don't be mad. Don't. It has 4,000 <laughs> parts, too. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. Thank you for listening to another episode. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash who weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes. Uh, rate and reviews on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. Leave glowing reviews if you'd like. I saw a good review that was like nice, but the headline was like, you say iconic too much, but they still gave us five stars. And I was like, I appreciate that. I appreciate constructive criticism if no, you give us five it stars. Is true. But you know um, what? I'll, ta- I'll take someone saying we say iconic too much. We over do. Anyone saying we say like too much because you, you're banned iconic sure yes we that's constructive criticism that's constructive criticism we call everything iconic constructive criticism it's true we say like too much fuck off (laughs) thank you for listening don't forget to vote you gotta vote um and we'll see you on tuesday with another new episode bye bye Hi, I feel like you talked about Maggie Q recently, so this is probably ill-timed, but I keep getting these YouTube advertisements that's like a, it's a full-on infomercial, it's like a 20-minute long infomercial about some products that Maggie Q uses to poop, and there is like a doctor who keeps saying like, when Maggie came to me, she could not poop. She was only pooping one to two times a week. I help her to poop. (laughs) And I just feel like it needs to be discussed.
Maggie Q's poop spawn. Obviously a who, but also like, what? Okay, me inside. Live in Levita laptop. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Hi. I'm sure you won't play this because it's about baby Rexa, but why did Christine from Selling Sunset send baby Rexa roses? Like, was it her birthday? Like, what was the occasion and why do they know each other? Okay, Frankie Women and Children, me inside, bye. Jacob Tremblay. Lily Allen has a sex toy, and one of the, when she posted it on Instagram, one of the hashtags was just hashtag I masturbate. <laughs> uh, please discuss. Crunch, crunch.